Hey everybody! Hello, two pushy dames. We are here. Welcome to podcast number five. Five. Can you believe it? Five. So today we are going to talk about temperament. We call it temperament. You might call it personality, um, but all children come to us and come to you with with a temperamental type. Yeah, and there's three different types. Um, the first one we'll talk about is easygoing. The second one is slow to warm up. And the last one is difficulty, difficult or feisty. You know those kids. You have them all <laughs> in your classroom. You probably think there's more than three temperamental types because everyone's such an individual. But basically, every child is born into this world with one of those three temperamental types. And we can categorize them that way mm-hmm. so yeah and it's in them so it's a temperament is not something you can necessarily change and also as a parent or as a teacher you need to think about each child's temperament because you it doesn't it's not a reflection on you as a teacher or a parent as to what the child's temperament is you need to embrace the child's temperament and make adjustments for that child's temperament And that's kind of that whole nature and nurture debate or heredity in the environment. Children come to you with their nature. They are, um, you know, born into this. But the, the nurture or the environment that you provide within your classroom, within your home, can help a child to adjust easily. It's not going to change or, or erase their temperament. Right. Um, or suddenly make a feisty child easygoing. But you'll have better better moments during the day where you have those difficult kids that that can focus and can be okay and that Um, and that also comes into play with you can't expect every child to behave the same way or to act the same way when you're doing things in your classroom or at home because they are all different I mean we you just have to recognize it and make the adjustments to the environment make the adjustments to sometimes you may be planning something and you have to plan a little differently because mm -hmm. you notice someone is a little weepy or you notice someone is a little feisty or you notice you know someone is maybe bored so you have to make the adjustments absolutely that's a that's a great idea and sometimes it's just your schedule that it doesn't work out somebody might need to be out on the playground or have a gross motor experience earlier than some other kids and you might still have a slow to warm up child stuck to your leg crying over the separation of the parent leaving them that morning and you have to deal with that in addition to the other things so yeah and we you all know who that difficult child is we don't have to tell you or give you any kind of um ideas of what some traits are for that but it's the child that you know gives you a hard time sometimes or you know bucks you and says you know no I don't want to do that or you know has a whole different plan in mind you're being awful nice it's the kid that's (laughs) climbing the shelves (laughs) and running out of the classroom and saying I'm going to tell my mother and they're (laughs) kicking you um and you know the terminology psychologically is difficult we kind of prefer feisty mm-hmm. um you know those feisty kids they're they're very they're usually very active they're often very loud they often don't nap and they're hardly ever absent <laughs> they're, um, they're never absent <laughs> let's just say that they're never absent so yes. so you know who that child is so mm-hmm. so what do you do with the feisty child how do you manage a feisty child or several feisty children within your within your program within your environment whether it's a classroom or a family child care or if you're a parent listening to this with a feisty child mm-hmm. and you know it's funny because when you think about that difficult child I think that um, what they you, enjoy what they have fun doing you can't make them adjust to what you think you should be doing so it may be that child needs jobs to do it may be that that child needs to have things that are sensory based because they get to pound the clay or the play-doh or they get to 
put their hands in the water and you know have a sensory experience versus doing exactly what you want them to do so having options for them is important and you know sometimes a teacher will say you know oh let's say let's say the feisty child's name is susan so you know susan shouldn't get to sit on your lap at circle and turn the pages of the book because that's not fair to all the other children susan needs to learn to get along and blah 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 blah. and i would say well let's rethink that because if susan was a child with a with a special need if susan had a physical disability if susan had a heart condition you would make some major adjustments within your classroom for susan and I don't think this is any different. Yeah. If you want your circle time to go well or you want to read a story and have the children listen to it and Susan's going to do better by turning the pages, that's okay. And yeah. kids understand. And you can say, you know what, Susan needs some extra help right now, but I'm proud of you for not needing you to know, do that. You know, I have a good you know? story for that. Um, I had a child, and I'll call him Christopher. And Christopher could not sit at group time. If he sat at group time, he was poking people, hurting people, pulling people's hair. He just couldn't sit with us. So he had an option to go either go um, to play with the Lego table or he could play with puzzles. So those were his options. So he could do either one. He couldn't go do whatever he wanted to. He just had a choice to go do these two things um, at the time and so he would always go walk as soon as group started he would go over and walk over and you know start playing with puzzles or manipulatives or whatever it was um, and it was so funny because I had a parent in the classroom volunteering that day and she kind of whispered to me and she said why does he get to go over there and, and do that and I said what do you mean and she said why does he get to do go over there and he doesn't have to join everybody else and it was so funny to me because before I could even explain one of the children turned around and said to her, he's not ready to do it yet. That's and, awesome. And I thought, out of, the, out of the mouths of babes, really. And I said, yeah, he's not ready, but at some point he will. He still can hear us. He still can sing the songs. He can still hear the story we're reading, but he's just not ready to join our group. And she said, oh, but that isn't fair. And I explained, well, fair isn't everyone getting the same or doing the same. Fair is everyone getting what they need. Um, that was from our friend Rick Lavoie. Um, but That's it, really it, important it, it, to so, think about it's, that. Yeah. It was crazy because I thought to myself, what do you mean, you know, why does he get to do that? I wanted to say, well, do you want him to sit here and poke your kid and, you know, stick something in her ear? Because that's what's going to happen if he sits with us. But I want to tell you that Christopher, by the end of the year, was coming over and joining us for group time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it wasn't for the entire group time, but he came over. And when he came over, the kids were like, Christopher, come sit down, sit here, because they were so happy to see him able to join us. And he didn't disrupt the group and he didn't, you know, cause us to have to sit and be quiet for an extra five minutes until everyone was ready. You know, is that not that kind of thing? And I also said to the parent, you know, group time is fun. Why wouldn't he want to come? But he just can't, you know, and mm -hmm. at least my group time was fun, I hope. Well, if your group time isn't fun, you probably should, <laughs> should rethink, re rethink what your you're group doing. Time. Absolutely. Um, but so then when we think about the... But uh, that's, I just want to go back yeah. to one thing you said, Leanne, and, and I know you gave Rick Lavoie credit for this, but this is a really simple thing to think about, that fear doesn't mean the same. Mm -hmm. And... You know, if somebody can't walk to the park because they have a physical disability and you put them in a wagon, nobody's going to say, well, that's not fair. My child should ride in the wagon. You know, mm -hmm. it, you have to just rethink it a little bit. Yeah. So these these feisty kids and we may go back and forth. Who knows if we'll stay on task <laughs> with what we think we're going to do. But the feisty kids, um, they might need outdoor playtime earlier in the day. They might need extra time to move their bodies. You might want to, you know, involve them in, 
a lot of active play within the classroom that's safe so that they can settle down a little bit more. And that's a kid that loves a job, like giving them specific yes. special jobs that's their job only to do. Maybe it's, you know, sweeping up the rice from the floor or the sand or something like that. Or maybe it's helping you pass things out or cleaning something, whatever it is. But they feel like they're valued when you give them a job and that you need them to do that job. And mm -hmm. that's a positive thing for mm -hmm. them rather than always having negative you know, thrown at them. Like, yep. what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Don't do that. Don't, please. Yeah, and don't just call their name all the time. I mean, uh, if you know you're the feisty kid, the last thing you want to hear is Susan, 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 because Susan's going to hear her name with the comma and just tune you out and say, oh, there they go again. I can't do anything oh, right, yeah. you know. And going in and doing observations, which we do a lot, um, you on you hear right away who that difficult child is because you do hear the name over and mm -hmm. over. And there are times I just want to be like, oh my God, if I hear his name one more time, I'm going to scream. Never mind him or yeah. Susan or whoever and, and it is. And it's important to use their names, but use them with positive things or say, oh, that's not safe, Susan, not <laughs> Susan, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and always with that difficult feisty kid, always point out the positive things. When they're doing something positive, point out the positives because you're going to get further and farther with them hearing positive things. It's just one of those things. You just want to hear positive rather than always hearing negative. And, and the same with parents of those kids. Yeah. They want to hear the good things that their child does during the day and not just the things that might be disruptive or hurtful to other kids and things like that. So. Yeah, if you're, if you're known for letting the parent know about the negative things, make sure you're also giving positive and rethink how much negative you tell parents because that difficult kid is going to be more difficult the next day if they were screamed at all night or mom was mad at them all night when they went home because of the report she got. You're just going to get a kid that's more difficult the next day. Yep. Something and and a parent who's anxious and worried and afraid her child's going to get expelled from preschool. So oh, that's a whole other podcast. So let's talk about <laughs> the slow to warm up child. Yeah. Um, and, and please don't label this child as shy or, or, you know, timid or <laughs> passive. This is the child who needs a little extra time coming in in the morning. They might be carried in by their parent. They might be crying in their parent's shoulder. They might be clinging to your leg everywhere you go, or they mm -hmm. might be your shadow on the playground. They, they need some time to warm up. Yep. And, you know, don't take it personal like, oh, this kid doesn't want to be here at school. It's more of a the transition of leaving their parent or their loved one and coming into a whole new environment that's usually loud and noisy and, you know, lots of stuff going on. So don't take it personal like, oh, this kid doesn't want to be here and it's a reflection on me and my classroom. It, it's the child just needing time is mm -hmm. what it is. And again, you sometimes the child just needs to have a routine that they follow that you can follow with the parent in the morning to help them get, you know, acquainted with the room each day believe it or not yeah I would I would strongly encourage you to do that so work it out with the mom and the child or the dad or Nana whoever drops the child off that you're gonna come in for five minutes you know read one short story with the child you're gonna say goodbye you're not gonna sneak out that's another podcast maybe or a blog. yeah I think so um, you'll say goodbye I'll bring your child to the window to wave or you can toot your horn or whatever the routine is that you set up and they follow that through every single day and you remind the child what the routine is and then I would also encourage you to make a small handheld kind of um, 
activity by activity schedule of the day that the child can carry. Mm -hmm. So it can be on a little, you know, like a ring binder loop or something like that. that. Or a small little dollar store um, notebook notebook or or a photo album so that the child can carry it around and see, okay, my parent went to work or my Nana went back or my my mom's at school, whatever it is. I'm going to have breakfast. Then I'm going to go out and play. Then I'm going to do this. And they have a pictorial schedule of the days that they know what to expect, including approximately when their parent or whoever comes to pick them up yeah comes back and, at a, the end and of the a nice day. picture in their cubby of their family is a nice thing that they can go over and look at if they want to it'll work for some kids some kids they it'll just remind them of home mm-hmm. but some kids a, a picture of their family is nice I know I have a picture of my family at my office that I can look at and feel good in the middle of the day just to see them there so sometimes a child can benefit from seeing a picture of their family in their Leanne cubby. Leanne also has a bigger picture of her dog. Yeah the dog's picture is and- definitely big bigger than the family picture and and her dog is in the family picture and her dog and he's adorable someday maybe you'll get to meet Miller but yeah um but you you do want to surround yourself with your loved ones when you're by yourself or you're alone for the day so um these slow to warm up children might also have ebbs and flows so that maybe they're doing really well and then all of a sudden wow you know he's crying again or she's clinging to me again and it could be that they had a vacation it could be that something's happening that they're upset maybe their sleep schedules off we'll talk a little bit about temperamental traits too as we mm-hmm. go on but it, it be expecting that it might it might get better and then get worse a little bit and help the parent to expect that when they go from the toddler room to the preschool room it will happen yeah and when they go from preschool to kindergarten it will happen and parents baby need to be prepared. Will, exactly. Will really life trigger events that. can life, really trigger those things. Events. Yeah. Um, so you know these these kids, the the feisty child, you're you're gonna know where they are throughout the day because they <laughs> they are very aware that they make themselves you, seen. They, yeah. They, they, exactly. <laughs> they make themselves seen. The slow to warm child, you're gonna know about because they probably have some tears. They might be in very close proximity to you, or they might just not want to do anything for a while. They might just want to go into a quiet little area and relax with their little blanket or a lovey toy, and and they should be able to have a lovey or a uh, uh, yeah, don't take that away from toy. them. They they need that. Yeah. Um, and and having a space like you just said, Kathy, a, an area. So having an area where you can call it kind of like your self-regulation area or your just quiet area, but have materials and things that are going to be nurturing and warm for them. So maybe it's a big pillow. Um, maybe it is you know some sort of sensory material they can hold and play with. Um, maybe it's soft music playing, so they can kind of chill and yeah. have an area to chill out. And we we can do some more work around that, but some sort of a relaxation station, as mm-hmm. I yes. can't say that correctly, <laughs> um, but and it could be a small spot where only one or maybe two children can go, and it can work for lots of other reasons, too. But Yeah. Um, so should we move on to the easygoing child? Yeah, they're easy. <laughs> Bet you wish you had a whole classroom full of these yeah. easygoing, flexible kids. When you're a parent kids. with easy kids, you look like a stellar, awesome parent because you're doing everything right. But guess what? It, it more has to do with the child than anything. And when you're a teacher and you have a classroom full of easy kids, you're looking like a fabulous teacher. But again, it has to do more with the kids. And that's something that we need to pay attention to, that it's you know, it's not necessarily your parenting or your teaching. It's, it's a lot about the ch- children that you have in your program they they come to you with this it's it's predetermined and you know it's very unrealistic to think that any of you would have a classroom filled with easygoing kids mm-hmm. it's more likely that you have a a good percentage of every one of the temperamental nice types yeah um but think about this 
these kids need you. I mean, the slow to warm up child, you need to greet them at the door and you probably need to hold them and hug them and guide them through the first several minutes of their day, if not longer. The difficult or feisty child, you're there checking in with them all the time. Mm -hmm. So make sure you're checking in with those easygoing kids. You know what, Leanne? I am so happy to see you today. Boy, Mm -hmm. are we going to have a great day. Look at those shoes you're wearing today or whatever. Make them feel noticed frequently because otherwise what they're going to learn is, Aha, if I want the teacher to pay attention to me, I have to act like that feisty kid over there. Or I have to cry a lot and cling to her when I come in. Because they'll realize that those are the kids getting all of your attention. So focus a lot of your time and energy and attention and and say thank you to these easygoing kids. I'm so happy to have you in my classroom. Mm -hmm. You know, I can rely on you to know these songs at circle time or to remind me what we're going to do next today or, you yeah. know, to help the, the younger ones with their zippers or whatever it is. That... Yeah, I, I had asked um, my class once to think about whether or not they um, talk to each, have a conversation with each child in their um, in their classroom. And they were all like, oh, of course I talk to them. I talk to all of the kids. And I said, but no, a conversation. You go back, back and forth, you know, three or four Serve times. Serve and return. Serve and return. And... Um, they were like, of course I do. And I said, well, pay attention to it. Have a checklist. And when you have a conversation with each child, check off their name. And it was interesting because when they came back, they were shocked that they really didn't have conversations with a lot of the children in their class. And a lot of the children that they did not have the conversations with were the easy kids because they didn't have to because the mm-hmm. kids, they're self-reliant. They did what they had to do. They mm-hmm. went along, did you know, went with the flow. They're not hurting anybody or yeah, breaking anything. So there was anything. no need right. to have a conversation right. necessarily. So I said to them to make sure that they're checking off and recognizing those easygoing kids and having the conversations with them because it is important. Like you said, they'll be looking for the attention because all children want is attention mm-hmm. from adults, you know, and so they'll be looking for it and they'll go, you know, with the negative route oftentimes to get the attention. So, and you know, when you talk to parents of children, especially the easygoing kids, it's so easy, 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 easy. It's so (laughs) easy for you to say they had a great day. They had a great day, but please don't do that. Give them something specific and tangible. You know, your child, da, 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 whatever You should have seen the block sculpture he made today. It was awesome. You know, when so-and-so got hurt, he was the first one over there to say, do you need some ice? I'll get you some ice. Are you you okay? Are you okay? Those are the skills that kids need to learn. Right. And those are the things parents need to hear instead of he or she had a great day. Mm -hmm. That's certainly better than he or she had a really crappy day. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to be specific with your feedback to families and let them know what the child is doing. Yeah. Good so stuff. we're getting we're getting a little late here, um, <laughs> but w- there are nine different temperamental traits, mm-hmm. and I don't think we're going to go through them with you because you're probably getting sick of hearing us yapping about temperament. But you can you can Google the nine temperamental traits, but it ha- a lot of the different temperamental types, the three that we just mentioned, within those three temperamental types, children exhibit different traits. So some children might have a very high intensity level and other children might be less intense. And within your own life, I bet you know people like that. Yeah, just think about the people in your life and think about what temperament they have. I bet you'll be able to figure it out quick. Yep, yep, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Um, Leanne and I are both a little intense and at different times, <laughs> you know, we have different intensities. But, but an intense child, you need to know, okay, I know what their intensity is like. And, and something as simple as regularity, do they do they toilet regularly? Do mm-hmm. they have regular bowel movements? Do they eat meals on a, a fairly consistent schedule? Do they sleep on a fairly consistent schedule? 
those children will have more regulated temperament than those who don't have a regular mm -hmm. um, a regular schedule of things, including their their uh, toileting. Yep. So yes, there's more. There's lots. Um, <laughs> there's so much to cover. But you know, to, to pay attention to the child, each individual child, and what their temperaments are, it'll actually help you in the long run as a parent. It'll help you as a teacher to recognize each child, what their temperament is, and how you can make adjustments to support and help them. And also help the parents deal with it as well. And and know, as we said, they're born with this. It's They're not trying to be difficult. Mm -hmm. I also like to think, I, I wouldn't tell a parent their child is difficult, but you know, your child has leadership qualities. Your mm -hmm. child doesn't rely on other people to get his or her needs met. The slow to warm up child, the same thing. Mm -hmm. They they don't rely on other people. They can They can play and get along just fine. Um, you know, they're sensitive to adults, those kinds of things. And the easygoing child is that whole pleasure to have in class, but be <laughs> yeah. more specific about that. It's really important that you, you think about what you're saying to parents when you talk to them or when you, when you talk to other teachers about children's temperament. Mm -hmm. All right. So there's podcast number five. <laughs> um, Check out the nine temperamental traits if you want more information on this. You can also comment on this if you see us on social media. You can send us an email and let us know if there's anything you have questions about or things that you want more information on. Yeah, twopushydames.com. There we go. And there you go.